0: Hey there everybody, welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. Today in the office is uh, Jose Gomez and we just recently got done with our missions conference here at LBBC and he and his family came back to our church for the second time. We wanted to get him in for missions conference. We're interested in him and his work, and we've just taken him on for support. And we're very, very excited about our partnership. And Brother Jose, he's got an interesting story, and he is a Texican, as he calls himself. <laughs> he's been a pastor since the age of nineteen, and he and his he and his brothers just have a fascinating life. And uh, he started three churches in Mexico and just been uh, planting churches, basically all of his life half of his life at least. (laughs) So welcome today. Thanks for being here. And um, I know he's going to have some stories that are going to be a big blessing to you, a challenge. He's a good guy and um, he likes to laugh. I think that uh, him and I could never work together because we'd both just be um, joking all day long. (laughs) Not serious enough, but uh, in in the Lord's work, it's serious enough. So you got to have a little levity, right?
1: That's, yes, sir. You We, we uh, in Mexico, you, you say you laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. What, are you supposed to go around crying all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And my dad would say too, he said, uh, you know, hey, folks, listen, we're in church all the time. Uh, so if we don't laugh in church, we ain't going to laugh anywhere. Yeah. So you got to laugh in church sometime. <laughs> uh, hey, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, your upbringing and now you got an interesting story.
1: Okay, so I want to clear up we've got four churches now. You're on your fourth. Yeah, we we've we've planted the fourth. We've uh done the building, we've set up a national pastor there. And so uh, next for us I think is a Bible college. We're praying about it and we got to train these national uh you know just the the converts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry, allergies are really bad here mm-hmm. in New York, but that's uh, sure. Um, yeah, we want to we want to train these national men and women uh, to serve better, and then I believe if we get a Bible college going, we can multiply our efforts. Yes, Amen. Instead of me going to these different places, we will train these young people or married couples, and uh, and then help them start. Which is helping is a lot different than you being the one on the ground right. and having to start from the ground. It's it, it'll wear you out, brother.
0: Amen. Those three churches that you have there, they're pastored by nationals, is that correct?
1: That is correct. We have three we have three churches that are pastored by nationals and we have one that's a mission work and uh <clears throat> sorry about that. Yeah. Uh the 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 fourth one is up in 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 the mountains and uh, it's a mission they go once a week to preach up there. So
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, good deal. Yeah. Good deal. And you uh <clears throat> Your, your father was in the ministry. Yes, he was. And you have how many siblings?
1: I have uh, three brothers and yeah. a sister.
0: And you were trained from a young age to work in <laughs> the ministry.
1: <laughs> so me and Pastor were talking, and I told him a little bit of what happened, and he goes, I'm going to tell him what you said. Like, do you, at 19, do you think you were too young? And I was honest with, with you and, and, and told you, well, I was kind of bred. I was kind of taught. At so I, I you know,
0: I started pastoring at 30 years old, and of course, it takes Americans a lot longer to grow up, and even <laughs> longer now than it used to. I mean, a lot of 35-year-olds still live in a mom's basement and getting ready for life. <laughs> and um, so I, I went in the ministry at 25, but I, you know, I did not feel ready to pastor until I was 30. And then you know, even then, I had a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn. You know, I'm still not quite that mature. But uh, Brother Jose here, he started pastoring at 19 years old. Imagine having a 19-year-old pastor. And I heard about this back in the old days. Yeah. You know a lot of guys that tell, especially in the South, about pastoring when they're eighteen and they pastored all through Bible college or whatever. These you know some country church. So I asked them. I said, do "You do you feel that you are ready at, at 19? <laughs> tell well, them your response. To okay,
1: that. so so a couple of things. Uh, nobody's ever ready. Mm-hmm. Nobody. It's just like being a parent. Right. You can read all the books. You can watch yeah. all the you know everything. And oh, I've got this. And then first diaper change. Nope. What is this? What is this coming out of my child? You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, the story I told you is a true story, and I've got witnesses, and I've got pictures. Um, they put it on Facebook one time, and we were just little bitty kids. So my father, and by the way, don't judge my father too rough. He grew up without a dad. Yeah. And he grew up on the streets of Matamoros, uh, one of the most dangerous border towns in Mexico. hmm uh and it was into drugs gangs yeah. anything you can think of yeah he was in it and,
0: and mistakenly too i think we judge a lot of things out of american eyes and we are a very very soft <laughs> culture helicopter parenting you know the parents are hovering over their yeah. their 19 year olds
1: but we didn't used to be that way no. america was uh,
0: no absolutely not
1: i i saw a clip of uh, john wayne and, and there's a little kid, and he's telling yeah. me, Do, you don't know how to swim, Timmy? And he's like, no. And he, <laughs> him. Him. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. Uh, there, There's a wonderful book called The Coddling of the American Mind and talks about in the 1970s, one of the questions for elementary school was, "It can your 7-year-old walk eight blocks by himself? And they figured that if the 7-year-old can't walk eight blocks, they probably are um, somehow retarded in their education. Oh, wow. That they ought to be able to like leave school and walk all the way home, right? And um, and the truth is, if you look back in the '70s, crime rate was actually higher in many cities than it is today. Uh, but yeah, we just expected a lot more out of kids than go. today. Go, right. go. Yeah, survive, go, go, have fun. <laughs> and I grew up in the '80s, and so it, it was nice in an era where you know your kids just let you let the kids could just get on their bike and go play with their friends and you know be home by supper time or whatever
1: so i grew up on the mission field mm-hmm. and i'll get back to the story i had yeah. I, I, I can still remember but yeah i grew up on the mission field and so we had to walk oh man it would it had to be it had to be 15 blocks 20 blocks away and we had to cross a railroad track and so uh we would literally when when the the railroad uh what are those things called the cabooses the 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 it's yeah,
0: uh, the last car, the caboose, yeah.
1: Yeah, but not the last car, the other cars. Uh, anyway, sometimes they would park them there. Okay. And uh, we would go on top of them and <laughs> jump from one to the other. And then we, here comes the caboose to connect to it. Uh huh. And then it's moving and we're on top. I mean, uh, stuff that people would yeah. probably have a heart attack. Yeah. But we did okay.
0: So here's how you got trained to be pastor yeah. at 19 years old. You're dead when you're eight. So, and your
1: brother's how old? So, I was born in Dallas. So, uh-huh. I'm a Texican. I was born in, I was, uh, I tell people I was born in another country. I was born in Texas. Yeah. Come and <laughs> the Republic of Texas. That's correct. Uh, six flags over Texas. And uh-huh. uh, I'd love to tell people Texas used to be its own country. Yeah. yeah nation, so, yeah. I'm not lying. Yeah. That's right. Anyways, um, no, I uh, was born there and was raised at a very young age uh, on the mission field. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. So my dad uh, was a church planner, and uh, he had a young man two and a half hours away um, in San Fernando. That's the name of the of the town in Tamaulipas in Mexico. Uh, he was maybe 17, 18 years old, uh, starting a work, of course. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was eight years old, my brother was nine years old, and my older brother is only 11 months older than me. So he had a lot of good fellowship. yeah. By that, I mean we punched each other. L-
0: Love-hate relationship.
1: It was hate-hate. Yeah. And then a little bit of love. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, we, uh, Dad just got the bright idea to send us on a mission trip for summer. And uh, he gave us enough money to get there, put us on a bus. So you're how old again? I'm eight years old. How old's your brother? Nine.
0: And he gives you enough money to for a one-way Bus ticket. He
1: paid for the ticket and dropped us off. He's not a monster. He yeah. dropped us off, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the bus took us two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we get down, and my brother's like, I think I remember how to get there. And so we walk in about two miles away, and, and we're dragging our, our our clothes in a little uh, you know duffel bag. Yes. And they remember. They remember that the bag was was. We were so short and so little <laughs> that the bag was, you know, uh, uh, hitting the ground as mm-hmm. we were walking there. And they've got a picture of my brother and I with a bunch of kids in the front of the church. And we're just, I mean, we're little kids. But I remember for for two and a half months, it was almost three months back back in the day uh-huh. uh, for summer. And uh, for about two and a half months, we had to take care of each other. We had to clean our own clothes, cook if we were hungry and there was no food there, we would have to go visiting, go on uh-huh. visitation,
0: and, and uh, hope hopefully the people you're visiting would around feed 12 you.
1: Twelve o'clock. I mean, yes. Hey, sister, how you doing? We just came to visit and pray for you. And oh, we're we're eating. Would you like to stay? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about that. At eight years old, I was already surviving. I was already <laughs> yeah hustling. I guess. <laughs>
0: and so a a um. A good idea, I think. You know, for parents, you got an eight and a nine year old, whatever, is getting a bus ticket to a missionary. Yeah, and don't, uh, don't have try do this at home, work folks. For, the, for the summer. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I do have a ten year old. That's just incredible for oh, me to think. Um, to even fathom, right? No,
1: I, I have, I have four, and I. I well, when mm,
0: when you grew up, it was just normal because that's how
1: you grew up, right? Right yeah right uh, well, uh, my dad was all in okay uh-huh. uh, there's a the, my my dad was nowhere close to a perfect man mm-hmm. but he if I can say something about him he was all in and his yeah. family then because he was all in, we were all in. Yeah, And so he showed us to love the Lord, but he did that like like John Wayne just threw us in the water. Yeah, And uh, so we learned how to cook. We learned how to wash clothes. We At eight and nine years old, I remember uh, we were so hungry. We hadn't eaten like two days, and there was some cactuses growing there. And we were so hungry, uh, we got cactuses. You got to clean them out mm-hmm. with a knife. Mm-hmm. And uh, 10 minutes later, we had... Uh, those those little thorns, the little I don't know if if you know what I, what the little, I
0: mean. The prickers of thorns. Yeah, or, that yeah.
1: that the, the cactus. We had them all over our face and our hands, and <laughs> I remember scratching my tongue. Uh, how do I have them in my tongue? You know, and uh, but we were hungry. We were yeah. hungry, and so one of my favorite stories is for three months. Now I got a bunch of stories about this going to San Fernando for th- for three months. All we ate was eggs because that was the cheapest thing. You you, yeah. bought, you. We would cook eggs, and it was e- like eggs with. Uh, we would uh, tear up the tortilla and cook it, and we call that migas. Uh huh. And then we would do. Uh, we would do uh, some potatoes with eggs, and then it was eggs with eggs, and <laughs> <laughs> for three months, brother. And it once a day we'd eat once a day. Sometimes if we were really blessed, we'd eat twice a day. Yeah. And I remember getting back home after three months, my mom, who had no idea, I found out about a month ago that mom had no idea where dad was sending us to. I not <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but uh, she, uh, uh, oh, my children, oh, I miss you. You know, come yeah. over here. To, are you hungry? Yeah, let me cook you some eggs. So someone said, <laughs>
0: "Have you been to have you been to missions school?" And you think, uh, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. So hard it was knot. like school of hard knocks <laughs> slash uh, mission school, and and again, you you didn't know any different, and um, and your your dad was so excited about the things of God right that you and your brother i mean you you went straight but I mean, that
1: that's a funny thing uh my older brother and i were exposed like this and by the way he didn't give us money to come back so we'd have to sell uh ice 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 pops or or, or and with a little cart cart yeah and uh, uh there's, i'm telling you there's funny stories um my uncle humberto gomez Uh, was driving by that town and we were selling and he saw us hey boys how are you doing oh you know just here selling stuff so we can get back home by the way he lived about 40 minutes from our house he could have taken us okay boys we all take care and he takes (laughs) off not a tip not a dollar not a ride (laughs) not a nothing he knew what my dad was doing and he was like you guys are learning let yeah. to work,
0: and and your dad was training you too to be missionaries. I mean, it was your choice, but ultimately, you know, he he thought that you, I'm training these boys to be in missionaries, and they gotta they gotta be tough and know how to.
1: Well, this is the funny thing. He never pressured us to be missionaries. Mm-hmm. He his his plan, uh, which was genius, was to expose us to it. Uh huh. And you'll either love it or you hate it, and that's fine. Uh, my my two younger brothers who were never put through anything like that they're not in ministry. Yeah, my older brother and I are both missionaries. Yeah, so so he never told us you have to be a missionary, you have to be a preacher. No, he just exposed us to it. And the thing is, you you fall in love with with you're making an impact at eight and nine years old. And then you're, we would go back the next year, nine and 10, and then 11 and 12. And
0: when you were eight, nine, and 11, out through, uh, through your preteens, you were teaching Sunday school and going out yes. and, and getting Visiting. people. Winning uh, people to, come to, to, to the church.
1: Lord. Yeah. My, my dad loves to tell a story how I won a doctor to the Lord when I was like seven years old, this doctor. Yeah. And I was just going door to door. I talked to him and said, hey man, this is the gospel. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. This guy was so impressed and he's following along in the Bible and he gets saved. And my dad found out about it. And he's like, hey, my son. You know, it wasn't football. It wasn't baseball. It wasn't, oh my boy, yeah. he can sing. He can it was my son. That was his bragging rights. My son won a doctor to the Lord at seven years old. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And then, you know, and through your through your teen years, you had a lot because um you know you were given all this responsibility at a young age you had a lot of freedom um, you know away from your parents and, and you, there all the temptation of drugs and women and everything else just because you you know grew up in these neighborhoods you didn't fall into that temptation
1: No, we were busy yeah what what did what did pastor what what did he say if you're rowing the boat if you're rowing, you don't if, have- if you if you're rowing the boat you don't you have can't t- ro- you can't
0: rock the boat and row the boat at the same time.
1: In other words, if you're busy, you I mean, what what drugs? Yeah. I mean, get out of here, man. I'm, I'm Yeah. You know, we're we're uh we've got a youth group or we've got a, a we're 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 trying to get people into church. We're yeah. uh my dad had a VBS get this with 1000 kids counted. They Amazing. counted each one, each one. They would give them little uh uh uh, the markers or something and they counted them and they had over a thousand kids in a VBS.
0: So you, Hey, you were in the big time. Why in the <laughs> world would you, uh, why in the world would you do anything else? And
1: yeah. it was real. I mean, yeah. he would take us, he would start. Okay. So we've got, this is brother Marcos. We know brother Marcos. He's like our brother. He's always hanging out at church. And well, he says, uh, God called him. So we're going to help him start a new work. So we'd literally go and canvas the area and then we would start getting the building done now mind you i'm 10 years old 11 years old nine years old and we're digging holes (laughs) Uh uh-huh and and so uh there's something to be said so scripture says the just shall live by faith but the scripture also says the the just shall live by his faith faith so I don't know if there's a transition. I don't know what happens, but I, I believe you hold on to your parents' faith. Yeah. And some people just never let go. Yeah. And, and well, so so going to
0: Hebrews who's, whose faith follow. It talks about the leader that's before you. Right. You follow their faith. And I think that's good. Yeah.
1: But then there comes so a get, time you when you it's got to be your, your faith. Yeah. And that's where we miss the boat. That's why so many churches lose so many young people because yes. they never built their faith. It was just dad and mom.
0: Well in the thing is too, I think it's, you know, between the ages of eight and nineteen, okay, so you're you that's your form that's your training for missionary and you're you you're a pastor by nineteen. So between the ages of eight and nineteen, what do we do as a church typically for that age group? Is it it's nothing but entertain, 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 entertain. And then when they turn nineteen, okay, well we expect you to work now. Well, all the work muscles are atrophied. They they think that church is an entertainment center, yeah. and of course, the world's got uh, better entertainment. Let's face it the churches the church's entertainment is always going to be second rate. You know, it's going to be second, third rate. So
1: they go to first rate. They will go yeah. to the world because they want the real deal. Yeah,
0: and so you've taught you've tried to win them by entertainment, uh, where your dad had the idea that no, win them by pushing them into the Lord's work because the Lord's work is the best work. I mean, that's what it's all about. And so um, you had a taste for the Lord's work. Yeah. You're winning people to Christ from the age of seven. And that's that's the big time. So, you know, um, drugs, women, you know, uh, all this frivolous nonsense lifestyle. You said, no, no thanks, man. I'm in the big time. Yeah, you I know? got
1: the real deal. I mean, I've got, yeah. I've got to lead people to the Lord. I've got to see and be part of churches. Coming up from nothing to to a church yeah. with fifty people, a hundred people, yeah, uh, there's nothing like it. And so um, I encourage people. I mean, I encourage people to take mission trip every single yeah. church I step in. Hey, brother, come see me. Hey, brother. Yeah. And, and and some people, wow, brother Gomez just wants us to. They don't understand. My passion mm. is, I want you to be there and go there so you can see it. Right. And maybe your your young person, your young person will have, you know, and. Uh, without being cuddling, he, he'll he get a little taste of, of, of the mission field and, and, and yeah. how real it is and be like, man, this is real, you know. Right. And uh, so... And, and now,
0: you know, now that you have young children, you have kids, and you have great kids, they got a good personality, and they like to laugh <laughs> and, and have fun. Uh, but there is a balance. Yeah, you want your kids to have fun. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got to have playtime, but also... We have to teach our children that um, to do the Lord's work. If they understand that, hey, this it's the best of the best is doing the Lord's work. They're going to make the transition from high school into church life. You know, they're going to make it through the young adulthood because right. they they've understood, man, serving the Lord is is the is the greatest.
1: And I hope people know that you and I are not knocking. Uh, uh- you know people that work with young kids and entertain them and and, mm-hmm. and, and and do this and that. We're not knocking that, but there has to be some substance. That's the only That's thing right. we're saying. That's
0: right, because uh, we and we have play time, man. You know, yeah. I I you know I like uh, went uh, fishing last week with a with a bunch of pastors and laymen, and we had a great time playing. Amen. Uh, but the only reason why we played is we rested up for doing the Lord's work. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so I, 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 I was on the border for fifteen years. I'm jumping ahead of, of my life here, and we'll go back. But I was on the border for fifteen years, and the Lord sent me to the mountains of San Luis, and uh, it's a whole long story. We can go into it if you want later. But uh, on the border, there's nothing but I mean, it's just sin. It, anything yeah. you can think of, right. uh, uh, prostitution, All drugs, the, 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 the cartels are crossing illegals over. The cartels crossing drugs over, and guns are coming. And it, it's it's it's, you know, it's crazy. But the Lord help us helped us to do a work there, and uh, we had a good church, thriving church. But I ministered to a lot of people from the state of San Luis. Later, I found out, you know, eighty percent of my church either came from there directly or they had cousins, uncles, you know, that were from there. Yeah. I was just, I was, you know, my mind was blown, but so the Lord sent me there. We started our first church and, uh, in the mountains and man, they got some beautiful waterfalls. Yeah. And then, you know, I said, well, I think the Lord would have us to just not go chasing waterfalls, but yeah. you know, just, uh, jumping off of waterfalls and just enjoying God's nature. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And like you said. Out out in the country. Yeah, yeah.
1: man. I didn't have that for 15 years. And to be honest with you, I was a little burned out. You you're talking about this whole life of just service, 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 service. Yeah. And, uh, but man, it was a refreshing, you know, just to go with my family and my kids are jumping into waterfalls and, uh, uh, you know, off of waterfalls. And we're just enjoying the first month or couple months there. Um, just checking, checking out the land and checking out the, you know, and, uh, And after that, it was like, okay, work. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Now my only off time is when white people come to see us in Mexico. And they say, hey,
0: let me let you tour
1: the waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. I do it for them and for me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, I was just reading a quote by Winston Churchill, and it really is profound to me. He says, those who find the most fulfillment in their work are the ones who most need a vacation. Um, wow. and I thought, yeah, I find a lot of fulfillment in the ministry and there is that time where you should come apart and unplug to recoup you never unplug from your relationship with the Lord, but sometimes it's important to plug from the ministry, mm-hmm. reevaluate things, enjoy your family, relax, and then you go back in at full strength.
1: Yeah. Pe- people don't understand, uh, unless you're in ministry, it's just something like, uh, you'll never know the stress of a police officer unless you're, the police officer absolutely i have a, a younger brother my baby brother uh is a, a, a cop a police officer sure. and um man he'd call me midnight it's just like we this has just happened this just happened and he'd call me and man we had to go and he goes we do counseling there's people fighting and you got to do this and that and it, i appreciated a lot more what he did yeah because he was in there, and he was just giving me everything, you know, just kind of unloading. And you look at, you it, look at police officers and their stress and how some mm-hmm. of them they're broken homes. Oh because- yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. And in, in, in the ministry, um, you you can have. I mean, there's some. Let's face it. Let's be honest. There's some lazy people in the ministry. <laughs> um, but and, but then there's there's people that are all in it. It's their passion. It's their love. Um, and the the danger is sometimes you can, you can make the ministry an idol, uh, instead of God. And, um, but if you really love the ministry and your heart's really in it, you're, you're married to it 24 seven. It's kind of like, um, only thing I can equivocate it to, you know, Paul said to the Thessalonican church that, um, we cared for you as a nursing mother, as a father, it's like having children, you know? From son to son, a mother's work is never done. So I mean, you you go to bed with it, you wake up with it, and it's always there, and, and you love it. I mean, you know, people are reaching out to you at all hours and, and touching base with you, and you can't complain about that because what if no one ever reached out? You know, no, what if no one ever cared or like reached out to you? Um, so yeah, it's an all-encompassing work.
1: Well, he loved it so much that he said, "I will gladly be spent for you." Right. But but if you. Read that. He's telling you he's getting spent. He's yes, getting absolutely. Worn. <laughs> you know? And you know,
0: and Christ said to his disciples, "Let's come apart and and rest a while." Yeah. And then we see Jesus with the crowds. He said, and he went up into a mountain to pray. And so even then, he he had to separate himself to go up away from the people into a mountain. And uh, it, it's a journey. Go. I've gone up, hiked up a few mountains. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And so he's going on purpose up and away. Yeah. From the people to rest. Well, let's let's uh, talk about when you were nineteen. Okay, first pastorate.
1: Okay, so this is the uh, this is what led to it. I was sixteen. I I, I moved to the states and lived in Mesquite, Texas, mm-hmm. close to Dallas, mm-hmm. twenty five miles away from Dallas, but it was country. Yeah, so nice it, town. It, isn't oh, it? nice. It was nice. Um, we had, uh, anyways, I won't go too into too much de- detail, but I lived there for nine years. So I got the American dream. I got to go to school and everything, but there was no joy in my life. Mm-hmm. I had cable TV, video games. I had freedom. You know, my mother was working. Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty much at home alone. Uh, and, um, but no peace. And yeah. the Lord had been dealing with me because summertime I would go down to the border and 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 visit all these churches that my dad planted and just see people getting saved and now another guy surrendered to the work and we're going to start a church in another year in such and such town and man you know i was sleeping so, on so the you had,
0: so you had all this pleasure available but it was it was felt like death to you huh it empty did.
1: it did in mexico there was there was uh, we on the floor these hard mm-hmm. beds sometimes uh, we had a visit if we wanted to eat. We had to go visit. Yeah, <laughs> Remember, yeah, yeah, I was re- I was ready for that. Yeah. we were eight yeah. years old. I was yeah. already getting ready for that. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's crazy. Well, let me give you a
0: little background. in In Oklahoma City, there's a, a big Hispanic community, <coughs> and you know, in our church, there was 24 different bus routes, and so we would a lot of our kids that came were Hispanic, and um, came from good families, man, and. So, but if you, you visit around noon and my father-in-law, will tell you too, he had a uh, bus route in a, in a Hispanic neighborhood. They're like, Hey, you, you know, they'd love to feed you. Come in and, yeah. and eat.
1: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, uh, it, 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 and I, you know, God had us, was preparing us, but he used my dad for that. So, um, but for three months and dad was busy. So there was, there was, we were there pretty much on our own. Mm-hmm. And for three months we had to take care of, of ourselves and, uh, then we'd go back to to, to Texas and uh, go to school, play football, play basketball, watch TV. It just it just didn't didn't you know didn't feel right. Empty. It didn't yeah it just didn't feel right. And so, uh, at the age of sixteen, I went down to Mexico and uh, uh, went to Bible college in Rio Bravo, Mexico, which is only about thirty minutes across the border. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I knew the president of the Bible college, my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he used a little bit of uh, uh, influences. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the teachers knew who I was. They knew they would, if you were too young, they would test you. They'd do Bible questions and stuff just to make sure you're mature enough to be in that Bible college. Yeah. And so we, we passed with flying sure. colors. And 16, we were going to Bible college in Mexico and also in this uh, going across to the states and studying in high school. So, we, we for three years we went back and forth from Mexico to Texas, Mexico to Texas. We'd cross the border. Uh, the border guards knew us, you know, first couple <laughs> uh-huh. of times, you know, what are you guys doing? You're getting drunk. Oh, no, 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 we're, we're, we're you know, we're going to Bible college. Yeah. And, well, your ID, sir, we're minors. What are you, what ID? Are you a US citizen? Yeah. Uh, okay go ahead you know <laughs> and uh uh i think like five years ago i was i was driving across and uh the the border into mexico and uh, a border patrol uh or customs agent just yells where are the bicycles
0: that's amazing and i'm like
1: i have no idea what he's talking about and i'm like hey hey <laughs> Uh, yeah, we left them at home, and I'm—I I'm, I don't know—and I keep—I keep going. My whole family's with me. I go, oh, this guy remembers when we were teenagers and we were riding bicycles across the bridge. And uh, we've had some of them. So you—you'll
0: be riding bikes across the Rio Grande. There's probably not many uh, bicyclists crossing.
1: Uh I mean not too many no yeah. <laughs> not too many there's some that go back and forth but I mean these young kids uh, I'll give you a story it's pretty funny um we we it was my brother Manuel older brother he's a year older myself and then my uh cousin Sammy uh, Sammy's like 5 foot 4 short stocky and uh he was also studying in Bible college uh-huh. so it's, it's three guys and we're, we 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 get across the border, and we have to walk. Now, the house that we stayed in in Texas uh, was about at least 10 miles away from the border, at least. We had to walk those 10, 10 15 miles. Uh, And so um, we would see immigration, and, and the police officers sometimes go by the house. And so these guys get the bright idea. no. I got the right idea and said, man, wouldn't it be cool if immigration would drop us off at the house? And they both look at me and go, that's a good idea. (laughs) Why don't you stop the next immigrant, you know, the immigration vehicle, stop them and ask them for right. No. Oh, you're going to be like that. I mean, uh, uh, Mexican Americans and Texicans are very good at making you feel guilty. (laughs) 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 So we, uh, we're walking. There's Just three, these three Hispanic dudes walking, uh, and so of course, here comes a, a border patrol agent, and he lights us up, and he he, he pulls over, and uh, uh, hey, you know, what are you guys doing? You know, are you U.S. citizens? Oh yes, sir. We you we're U.S. citizens. We're U.S. citizens. All three of us. Oh, okay. And they all look at me like, come on. <laughs> I go, uh, officer. Uh, <laughs> You guys go by our house all the time. Would you mind giving us a ride? And uh, it's the weirdest thing. He'd never been asked, you know, that I could guarantee you never. He just kind of looked at us like, okay, get on. (laughs) (laughs) And so he put us in the back of the van. Yeah. And uh, we're sitting down and they're driving to our house. And uh, he goes, this is what we do to entertain when we catch people. And boom, he flips a switch and there was like a disco ball. <laughs> You're kidding. In,
0: inside his car. That is very inside funny. Inside
1: the immigration car, yeah. there's a disco yeah. ball going up. Yeah. And we're just looking at each other like, yep,
0: this is happening. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Most uh, probably most Hispanic Americans don't want to uh, be seen in a Border Patrol car. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that true? Yeah. We were young and, and, and dumb.
1: I mean, we <laughs> so were like, we yeah it was cool,
0: man. So that was the first time
1: he'd ever been at Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. hop in.
1: I mean, as long as nobody saw us, it was, this was like midnight. Okay. We're walking across into yeah. Texas at midnight. Yeah. Because we were, Bible college was at night. Okay. So Bible college was over at nine o'clock. Sometimes we would go to 10. Then we had to get back to the border. That's about a 30, 30 minute So you'd cross back and forth every day? Every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, uh, Wednesday, we would go for church. Uh-huh. There's no Bible college, but there's uh-huh. church. And then uh, Friday, we'd go cross over and we'd say Saturday and Sunday for church. And then Monday, we'd have to get back. That is amazing. Three years, bro. That's amazing. So my senior year, I'm I've, I've made it to senior year, and um, I'm in senior year of high school, senior year of Bible college. Now, now this is a thing. My plan was not to pastor. My plan was to graduate and then help a pastor for about two or three years.
0: Yeah kind of like an internship type thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. just an internship and just kind of learn and 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 then after that I already had the town and everything. It was Victoria Tamaulipas, which is the capital of the state. Mm-hmm. Um has uh, over a million people in population and I could already see myself in a mega church, you know, just preaching. Yeah. You know, like like uh like um or Bob Bobblehead doll over there, Or Bobblehead doll. <laughs> That's Spurgeon, Spurgeon. Yeah, I was going to be the next Spurgeon, Mexican Spurgeon, yeah. Texican Spurgeon. Yeah, there, there. You are just yelling at two thousand people yeah, you as uh, you know in the tabernacle. Uh-huh, you, you know, uh-huh. come on, brother. Yeah, uh, not, yeah, not sure. Benny Hinn. No, no, Baptist, Baptist. <laughs> 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 and so that was my, you know, go big always, go big or go home. Yeah. And so that was my, the town where I I was staying was right across the border, Nuevo Progreso. There's a little church there. They had maybe running about 15 people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pastor was there, had been there for 10 years. And um, he, he I was an assistant pastor already. He would leave to the States for two or three months and go work or go visit his family. And those two or three months, I was in charge of the church. And, And you're what age again? uh 17 18 yeah yeah and uh and so he's, i'll be right back you know i'll be back and three months later he's
0: back do i did um <laughs> were people pretty respectful of you as a young man or did they they think that kind of like it was uh, something that was cute type thing no I, or... again,
1: again the the the, the culture is different uh-huh so on the border at there's 15 year olds are killing people right there's uh Ten-year-old, 11 year olds that are, Running drugs are doing drugs and, and stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't like in the states where you'd be like, "Oh, that's cute." It's it's a little different. Now I'm not yeah. gonna say they respected me right. fully, but but you know, they
0: thought he's a man.
1: He can. I mean, he's, he's just a co- young, young man. He's covering for the pastor because he's yeah. going, and the pastor will be back. So you know, right? I, I just just you know, I had to go to school. I had two schools, and I'm I'm, I'm pastoring this thing. While he's in, up north, and so I did that for about a year and a half. So we get to senior year, I'm 19, about to graduate high school, uh, four months away, and then uh, Bible college, same deal. I think I had like two months left, and uh, the pastor leaves. Yeah, and uh, my dad says, "Hey, uh, Jose, um, would you like to pastor the church?" I'm 19. Uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, my plans were not that right. little town. It yeah. was the big town. You were going to
0: be Spurgeon in the mega church. Yeah, yeah. man. And yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> and I was going to learn, you know, from from other pastors. You know, I, I knew I wasn't ready, mm-hmm. but there was a need. And uh, so I, I told my dad, well, let me pray about it. He goes, okay, you pray about it. i give you a week. You got a week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, and uh, he says, no, after a week, if you're not you know i'll find some i'll try to find somebody else but to him it was a natural fit because i had been there for a year and a half
0: right the people knew you you'd already filled in for months at a time i knew the
1: town i you know yeah and uh for him it was you know clear for me i, I didn't like the town it yeah. was you know, uh, and I hate saying it's, this. It's a rough
0: town. It was a very rough town, border town. Yeah, and so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Corinth type thing. Oh, brother, uh, just a uh, l- lascivious little town.
1: There's a, there's a water that you'll get a little bit of dirt in it. Uh huh. Or, or, or you know, us we got a little bit of water with our dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we had to get buckets, and uh, f- if you're going to take a shower or a bath. You would have to fill out the bucket and leave it there for thirty minutes, so the stuff settle. would settle. And you'd get a cup, and then I would break out. My back was, you know, uh, yeah. That that was our running water. You know, uh, police were 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 corrupt. You know, uh, you. You'd see. One time, I opened uh, my bathroom door, and there was a little kid in there, laying down, and he was kind of scared. And I, uh, he was kind of scared. I looked at him. Uh what are you doing, son? Uh, well, my, my dad told me to go get money in downtown, beg for money. And today I didn't get any. And if I go home, he's going to beat me. Wow. So he saw a restroom. He saw a little place. He, and, he, and it was cold. It was yeah. like in December. Yeah. So I went inside, got a, a blanket for him, got a pillow for him. And uh, uh, I said, you can stay there. And um, if you need anything, you let me know. Yeah. And in the morning, I got up, and he was
0: gone. So it would be equivalent of, of a inner inner city. Yeah, for sure. And so it, we know that the people in the inner city desperately need Christ, but it is a fatiguing work because people need so much help.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's too constant. Yes. You know, uh, once I was already married, uh, a lady would uh, – She's dropping off her kids. And uh, uh, oh, what's going on? Well, we just had something happen. And my wife is there. And she's got three little kids. And they're all dirty. You know, they, they're they just, oh, man. And uh, uh, and she's trying to rush. And finally, we see a police officer. Hurry up. What's going on? Wow, well, my, my husband was, I caught him with another woman. Or I th- I think she, he's with another. So I broke his window. And now I'm going to jail. And I need you guys to take care of my kids. e. Yeah. I mean, it's almost every day. Sure. Pe- people, uh, they just, they just, immigration just kicked me out of the States and I have no money. And, uh, could what, you, you feed could you give me? me? No, there, some me? of them were like, Can you give me some money? I go, No, but I can feed you. Uh, no, and start yelling profanities at you because they were lying. They wanted, uh, yeah. so I did it one time and I gave, because they, want,
0: they wanted money for a fix for drinking,
1: for drinking, for drinking. and for yeah. drugs. Yeah. I did it one time where I, I gave this guy money and you know I invited him to church and told him we could help him and two weeks later a week later I don't know he was he went by our church and he was just drunk yeah and I was man I'll try not to do that again right know? right but uh, yeah no it's it is for sure it wear, it'll wear you out but um so I prayed and God just told me this is where you're going to stay I don't I don't want to be here you know this is not my dream this is not uh, it was just. It was God just confirmed that you you need to be here. Yeah. And, uh, so at and the was a, that was
0: a big training ground for you?
1: It was. I can. I will be the first one to say I made a lot of mistakes because sure. nineteen years old. Sure. But uh, brother, it was. It, I thank God for a father who 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 exposed us to the mission field like that and did that because we needed it.
0: Uh, don't you think too that uh, kids and people. People who are involved in ministry just see uh, the corruption of sin, and the and and you know you think of a missionary's kid or a kid that um, goes out sowing. They see the end result of drugs. They see the end result of immorality. They see all the heartache and um, destruction that sin brings, and the appeal of sin loses its teeth pretty quickly when you're ministering like that.
1: Well. And then you have your your counter to that is in the states sin is glorified and mm. it's it's made, your know, Mar Marlboro man, right? You know these yeah. People you turn on
0: the television and what is the message hearting. is that um, that sin is cool. Adu- yeah, adultery is normal, immorality is fine and healthy, homosexuality. There's no downsides to it. The people are happy and right. uh, so sin is glorified. And people who who um, follow God's rules are miserable. Which which the truth is, fanatics. They're fanatics. They're exactly the opposite.
1: The bad guy in eighty percent of the movies is somebody reading scripture or quoting (laughs) verses. He's the one going (laughs) around killing everybody. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But by the way, I got I got living in the states for nine years. I got that. I was exposed to that. Yeah. But I knew the truth. Right. You know. but, yeah, we, we started pastoring there at 19, and uh, a month into being a pastor, a lady comes up to me and says, my husband is leaving me for another woman. Can you, you know, talk to him, talk to us? And I did. I talked to him, you know. How old were you again? 19 years old.
0: Yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> so give him marital counseling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm talking to him, and I don't love her anymore. Like, no, no, no. The Bible says that love you know, doesn't end. So, and and before I did that, I, I, this is just God, brother. Uh-huh. I said, well, uh, you don't love her anymore? Did you ever love her? Well, yeah, I used to. Okay, 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 okay. But the Bible says that love doesn't end. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not that you don't love her. It's that you guys need to work on your marriage and you need to go back to the beginning. And I'm giving all this count, <laughs> brother. I'm giving all this at 19 years old. And, you know, I, I, I go back home and I'm like, oh, serious. Right? <laughs> did I just go did I just do that? You know, ah, oh, and you have to at that age there's no other option than to hold on to the book right to, to that Bible and, and, and just like this is my authority. That's we're supposed to do anyway. Right. 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 But people you know I've been doing this for so many years and
0: Oh yeah, and it's <laughs> no, and it's amazing, especially stateside, how people um, think that they need some sort of an expert, somebody who's uh, counselled in the wisdom of this world to give them some sort of instruction. Where yeah, we have an instruction manual; it's called a Bible, so yeah. uh, you can go to a 19-year-old saved preacher. Yeah, and you're gonna get a lot more wisdom than if you went to some sort of marital counselor. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That type stuff. <laughs> Instead, here's what God says: to love your wife. Right.
1: Yeah. And and if they won't listen to God, they're not gonna to listen to a 40, 50 year old man. No.
0: And it's teaching them some sort of techniques. We got to learn the love languages of you know that type no. of And nonsense. and
1: and that man had another woman already. Sure. So of course. it wasn't you yeah. know it wasn't so so. And then I had a responsibility because she had a little boy. And now this little boy has no father figure yep. except the man yelling at the front. Yeah. The preacher. Yeah. And so. So now you
0: got a little boy looking up to you as a he, father figure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, he is one of our pastors now up uh-huh. there in the mountains. Wow. He's brother uh, Abraham. Wow. And when he got married, uh, he How old is brother Abraham now? Oh, he's got to be 25, 25. Yeah.
0: So you kind of you have a son in the faith, and you're only forty, right?
1: I'm only forty. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you got a son in the faith who's twenty five years old. Yeah, serving the Lord.
1: Yeah, full time pastoring.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> he calls me dad, and yeah. uh, I uh, when he got married, he said, uh, "You know, you introduce the parents of the of the bride and the uh-huh. groom. When you get to me, I want you when when you say the mother and then the father, I want you to say you your name." Oh, man. <laughs> like, what a blessing. The, the
0: blessings of pastoring at 19 years old. Yeah, <laughs> so You can have a 25-year-old 20, son of the faith In when the you're faith. 40. And he's yeah.
1: winning people to the Lord, doing an amazing job. And uh, uh, we've had others, and they've gone by the wayside, but he's one of the ones that has yeah. stayed Amen. through it. So, Amen. So, yeah, brother. Oh, this yeah. It's crazy.
0: Well, you know, in, in serving with people, there's joys and sorrows. And if we remember that uh, even one out of the 12 disciples handpicked by Christ, <laughs> one of them fell away terribly.
1: I think our, one of the mistakes that I made, I don't know if everybody, but uh, I made a mistake when I started getting burned out is I started looking at all the bad things. Sure. You know, this guy betrayed me. This yeah. guy's talking bad about me. This guy. And it it, it and, discouraged and, me so yeah. bad. And yeah, this family,
0: that family walked away from the faith. So close, brother. I out. was
1: so close to hanging it up. Yeah. I don't need this. I can go to the States. My wife's a nurse. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a high school education, but I can hustle. I can yeah. work, you yeah. know. Um. And, and, and years later, because it, it, it was bad, it was a dark, dark, it was when we transitioned from the border to the mountain. Okay. And uh, the flesh just wanted to stay there, but I knew God wanted me down there. Yeah. So, um, but um, it was years later when people, uh, so I was up, up in the mountains, missionary, we're doing our second church, we're way up in the mountains, it's an hour and a half up a dirt road, no churches there. I'm doing my priestly duties, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we, we go to this house and they're, they're going to feed us and they give me in a cup some water because uh, I'm a diabetic since yeah. 23 and I'm always thirsty. Like Yeah, right now. yeah,
0: sure. Sugar diabetes.
1: Yeah, so, I, uh, so I, I drink the water. And as soon as I drink it, I taste it and I go, oh, that's not purified water. Oh, and I uh, I looked at him and said, uh, "Is this uh, purified water?" They go, "It's okay. It's from the river." Ooh, so river water can be good, but these people have houses around the river it's and downstream they they, and they dig, they dig their restrooms, outhouses, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Leaches. Go, oh yeah, it's not good. So a week later, we're doing our Christmas services. By the way, just tremendous. We had uh, like 250 people. The village only has like 400 people, 500. So yeah. we had half of the village at the church. Hey, Amen. And uh we had like 25 people saved. Uh, we're, we're giving gifts to all the kids, which we're going to do again, and you guys are going to help us. Thank you, by the way, uh-huh, for that. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh we're coming down the mountain. Somebody else is driving. I'm just not feeling good. And uh, I'm getting dizzy, and my heart's just pumping, and I get down. My wife, it's a good thing She's that I nurse. have a nurse. Yeah, she yeah. Check my My pressure was just ridiculous. Uh, my heartbeat was so fast, I was about to have a heart attack. And um, I had to walk it off because the next day, you know, we do it one, one after another. First day way up in the mountain, second day in Agua Buena, and uh, Agua Buena, which is the first church we started, uh, we had over three hundred people, and had like thirty-eight people saved, and it was just amazing. We got to give out probably about one hundred and fifty gifts to children, and so it it was just it it was awesome. But I couldn't, I could barely function. I'm 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 preaching. And uh, I'm I'm am I'm doing this, and then uh, I literally just I told him, hey, I got I gotta walk out. You guys, I had already finished. Just take care of the people. I, I'm a I like to be with the people, sure. and uh, if we give food, I'm there serving. My yeah. wife is serving. Um, but I just you, was. You didn't oh, want to die in front of everybody. I was out, brother. I was sweating, yeah. and so I go pass out. And uh, my wife checks me out, and she's like, "This is not good. You know, this is not good." We go to a doctor. And he says, uh, if you're a U.S. citizen, you probably need to go to America mm-hmm. and get you some help because you're about to have a heart attack. Your heart is, is, is just – and uh, I said, well, just uh, write me a prescri- – write me a note – Because my guys are about to speed all the way to the border. If we get stopped by a cop, at least we can say, Yeah, doctors (laughs) know. Doctors know this guy's dying. (laughs) And uh, he did. It was good. And we sped to the border. You know, we're about eight hours away and uh, we made it like in six and a half hours. And um, I don't have any insurance. I still don't have any health insurance. My wife doesn't. And, uh, uh, but, uh, the Lord gave me some wisdom and we in on the Mexico side in Progreso where we ministered for that many years, went to a place and for a hundred dollars they did a blood, just everything, you know. They took out blood and, 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 and checked their Typhoid fever. Ooh. Eee, wow. And then being a diabetic, your 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 uh your defenses are not very sure. strong. Yeah. So brother, I was uh by the way, they gave antibiotics for like twenty something days. I don't know, twenty one. It was it was it was crazy. Uh, not many, is,
0: not many people in uh, first world countries can say that they've had typhoid fever.
1: About oh, three months, I was bedridden for three months.
0: Yeah, God used this in your life.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was there three months. Just just uh, just, and it, the good thing it was it was December, so it was cold. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around in shorts and uh just didn't feel you know wasn't sweating as much because it's freezing but yeah. I'm, I'm in my shorts and uh if it would have been summertime oh 100, yeah. 100 plus degrees yeah. and then with that but anyways that uh, for three months just laid down just laid out and this young lady came and this young lady she was 14 when her mom couldn't handle her anymore and pretty much dropped her off so do you do something with her and and and, and help her and uh we did my wife would give her a memory verse about obedience and, and and all kinds of stuff and talk to her and give her a good example and she started dressing right thinking right loving god and her mom took her away mm. and we, she's not ready oh no no she looks like she's better i said no 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 you we said you were gonna leave her here for six months it's only been three months No, no no she's good she's you're ready right you're ready to go and she didn't want to go but He took her. Anyways, she went back to Mm -hmm. years later. Here I am. And not a lot of pastors are visiting me. Not a lot of, you know, offerings or nothing. One pastor, which is now my home church, he sent a visa card and uh, we were able to get winter clothes that we didn't have. Yeah. Hands. And because we had moved everything to the mountains. Well, there on the border, we had a place to stay, but there was nothing there. No sheets, no nothing. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember any pastors visiting me. This little girl is now, I guess, a young lady, yeah. a young woman. She comes. She comes to see you. She uh, had some juice and stuff, and and I'm kind of out of it. My eyes were just, I mean, you got to have typhoid to know how bad it is. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of go outside, and uh, it, her name was Monica. And Monica, thank you so much. I mean, it meant, it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And she starts crying. And she says, no, thank you. She said, my life is not perfect. But I can't imagine what it would be if I wouldn't have come with you guys. You showed me how to love God and, and, and not what I was worth. Mm-hmm. And so I've never forgotten. And I could be way worse if you guys hadn't opened your doors to the, and going back to that thought where we sometimes just see the bad, 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 right. bad, but there's also, there's good.
0: Yeah. And we so, might not always see it. So typhoid fever laid you on your back for three months. Three months. And God used that in your life to reevaluate <laughs> your life.
1: I think so. Yeah. You, like you, a you reboot.
0: Hear, yeah. You hear that. Yeah. You hear that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, the great preacher, J. Frank Norris, he was shot, I think four times. Um, father was an alcoholic, and and somebody's coming collecting money uh, for his dad's debt, and he pulled out a knife on a guy, and the guy shot him four times. So, moral of the story is don't take a knife to a gunfight. Uh, but it was a year recovery for Jay Frank Norris, just laying on a couch reading his Bible. That God uh, used that downtime, you know, it says in the Psalms, on me. Make uh, your bed and all of your sicknesses, you know. So yeah, sometimes get, God has to put <laughs> us on our back. Yeah. And probably a man like you, you know, it's it's work, 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 and and we should, whatsoever our hand finds finds to do, do it with all your might. But God, kind of unplug, you know, if something's malfunctioning, the best thing to do, I've learned, is just unplug it, yeah. and then plug it back in. Yeah. And that's what God did for you, huh? <laughs>
1: I mean, now that, that we talk about it, yeah, clearly. And there's so many things, you know, sometimes we think just us. How does this affect me? But it was also for other guys to step up. Yeah. And it was for me to be there with my family, albeit I was sick and, and just puking and all kinds of yeah. stuff. But but uh, I was there with them. They didn't have the did stress. You learn, did you learn
0: also that you're not indispensable?
1: Oh, I learned that at a younger age. I yeah. learned that at, uh, I want to say, 20 years old, maybe 21. Uh, I was doing really good, uh, really, really good uh, in church. The church was booming, just growing. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with the border church is it's like a military church. Yeah. You'll have people leave. Come,
0: coming and going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I could have 50 people, 60 people, and then the next week, 20. What? Yeah. Well, some people crossed over to the States, mm-hmm. some people went back to their homes. You know, you, you would lose good families. Yes. Yeah. Uh and uh it's kind of discouraging at first, but man, we're hitting eighty, and I'm like, oh, if we can just get to a hundred, you <laughs> uh-huh. know, oh the the blessed one hundred yeah. number, you know, and three uh, digits. Yeah, yeah, man. And and I'm almost there. Well, I'm still single. And uh I had a a, a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she lived in another town, good Christian girl. She was going to my dad's old church, and I was there. And uh, in Mexico and and, and anywhere, you get gossip. Yeah. And uh, first gossip was that I was spending so much time with her that the church was empty. Yeah. And so... I. In my church, I was very careful. I wouldn't look the women in the eye. I would just kind of shake their hand, and, and you know, not right. too, don't linger. It, yeah. I was very careful with my testimony, yeah, because I knew what could happen. Yeah, uh, and then
0: in a town like that, where there's a lot of uh, oh, yeah. uh, devices and there's a lot of sin, uh, people, um they expect that of of everybody around them. So they look very cynically at everything. Like, Oh, I saw the way he looked at her. Yeah. Type thing. And so, yeah, you had to be extra, extra careful. I would
1: have people call me out. You were driving and I said, hi, and you didn't say hi. I said, sister or brother. I don't drive looking to the sides. I I drive forward and I try not to look to the sides because yeah. what you said, yeah. you know, I got used to just drive straight, look forward, don't like a horse. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just look forward. And so this 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 thing comes out, and uh, I'm thinking this is ridiculous. Our church is booming. It's yeah. doing great.
0: And they're saying the exact. Opposite. And they're saying the
1: opposite. Yeah. And so my dad again, my dad rough guy. Rough guy uh, from the streets. Uh, I mean, I'll say it, not very good at parenting. (laughs) (laughs) So what does dad do? All of a sudden, we're having service, and I see dad's car go by. And then he turns around a block, a block over there, turns around, and then comes back around. And that was it. He saw...
0: Yeah. It, it didn't yeah. come to
1: me, son. You know they've told me that this and this. Let's yeah. talk. What's going on with your personal yeah. Yeah. life, or how many people didn't know? He so just, he
0: he went to check to see oh, yeah, if man. the church was empty. Or oh not. yeah, man. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was so, packed. So he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. So no. that, okay. Okay. So okay. it's not true. That so that's how your that that's was, how your dad handled. That it. was the first time. Okay.
1: Second time. Well, you got to up it. Now it's, he they're doing immoral stuff. Yeah. Uh, this time, uh, we, we I go to Progresso, Texas, uh, where, uh, where my dad is at, and uh, where I went to school. Yeah. Mighty Red Ants. That was our, our mm-hmm. school. We didn't scare anybody. But anyways, <laughs> uh, he, dad comes in. He goes, uh, you're under discipline. You are no longer the pastor, and I'm going to send you somewhere away. Because you know what you did. And, brother, I can look at you here. And I put my hand on the Bible. I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. It's just, what? And, there, and he goes into the house, and I'm outside like, and there's a pastor there, Marcos. I mentioned him. He was kind of like my brother, big brother, always hung out at, ch- at church. And, yeah. Uh, he's now a pastor, and he's there with dad, dad's right hand guy, and he sees me, man, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of it. And he looks at me and goes, ah, I "Shouldn't tell you this, but they're saying that you and your girlfriend are not behaving." Yeah. And uh, what happened was, she had moved to the states. Okay. Abruptly. Oh. And so the the talk in town was that she left because she was pregnant. I go, no, she was not, (laughs) you know. And uh, and so I mean, and I'm 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 opening up, and this is very, you know, people probably hide this, but but I've got nothing to hide. I'm just telling you, this is what Uh. happened to me. And this, so there it was where I realized you're not as good because my church was doing great, yeah, and 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 the ministry is doing great, but I I lost it. Yes. in that second I was no longer the pastor so
0: yeah and so God God uh, used that as a lesson I think of a few things though um what, one is that you could have you could have easily said oh well that's the way the ministry is gonna be <laughs> I quit I am never ever gonna be a pastor again I'm not gonna you know I get falsely accused by church people and by my father yeah and so everybody, if they wanted to stop serving the Lord, has an excuse, right? You could use, you know, excuse is a lie wrapped in a reason, right?
1: And, and I've noticed that. Well, we—I come from a broken home,
0: right? Okay, yeah, yeah, it, or what, yeah, whatever. But right then and there, um, you know, God used that to humble you. You could, you could have instead taken that as just an excuse to do what you want. Okay, whatever. Get a,
1: I'm you know, gone.
0: Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people, their pride would be so hurt, they'd be mad, and then um,
1: it killed my pride. It, yeah. it, it. I mean, it. So I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was prideful. I yeah. had pride. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. Because you're killing you, it, it yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and that, and it's funny uh, when you have pride, you get blindsided <sighs> like you would not even believe. And then again. Um
1: I talk someone to these says, young Hey Pastor, people. I need
0: to talk to you. Think, well, you know what? They're gonna tell me how wonderful I am. That's why they want to make an appointment with me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the exact opposite. Um, and so yeah, you you learned a very important and it's nice of the Lord, you know, the Bible says talks about uh, bearing the yoke in your youth. Yeah. It, those life lessons are so hard but you're never going to forget that the rest of your life i mean the lord kind of clipped your wings at a young age i
1: haven't i haven't forgot it and yeah. when i talked to the young people i said look man you're, you're your problem is that you know that pride and i'm not telling you cuz i've i've like i i was more prideful than you yeah i was more prideful than you and even and just, being just think, in the ministry think how much being you thought since
0: your ministry is going good think how much you thought you thought you knew and right. you were the answer man at, you oh. know, at 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. And,
1: um, it's a wake up call. Yeah. And, and, and you're, and you're like, probably I, thinking
0: in the back of your mind, man, there's, there's 50 year olds that can't even do what I am doing. You know?
1: well, I don't <laughs> know if it was that bad, but I, I, you know, I was a youthful pride, youthful yeah. pride. Yeah. I can do, I've got this. I know this. I've, yeah. I've and, yeah. and, and man, I'm killing it and it's going great. And, uh, and that fast it's gone. You it's gone without me even knowing why, yeah and 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 then when when he told me, oh, and then it's like, well, how can I prove that if she left to the states, yeah, And so I, I got a hold of her she, oh well, I'll go down there and talk to him. I'm like, no, 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 I just I, I want to know if it was maybe something you said or yeah, you know, and it all got cleared up. yeah, it, it all got cleared up, but in the meantime. God the damage was me. done, and uh, yeah. but at
0: the same time, God used it tremendously in your life. And there's something about again, you know, with with guys, I think women hold their value to be in relationships mostly, but guys, I mean, God gave to Adam a garden, and most of the time, guys identify their value in what they do, and so you you identified yourself with that church and the success of that church, and God. Stole your identity, he, he said. I'm going to take that away from you, yeah. and now you're nobody.
1: Yeah, and 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 you're moving somewhere, and you're going to have to start from the ground, and 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 uh, everything you built. And I say that in you know quotation. It's not. It's not. It's God is doing that. Work. Right. It's
0: God's work. God's yeah. church, not yours.
1: He's using you. Yeah. As a vessel, how much can you brag as a vessel if you're just being used? Yeah absolutely <laughs> and so uh, but i went through that very hard time in my life and the lord was preparing me for what what he had for me mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. and so a lot of its preparation now we're we're you know i i had a church that helped us and then uh, they dropped our support and the the, the pastor said oh, i'm dropping your support because we don't help national pastors I said, well, you know, I'm not a national. I'm, I'm from Texas. Right. Oh, okay. Well, let me rephrase that. We don't help pastors. We help missionaries. Okay. I said, uh, I am a missionary. He goes, you've been in the same place for over 12 years. I said, show me in Scripture where it says how many years I have to be there, and I will, I will go. I'll yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. I'm just doing what God wants me to do. And I'll move when God tells me to move. Plus, I said we've helped my dad start all these other churches. Right. We helped my dad start almost ten churches. And when I say we helped, it wasn't like we were on the grounds; mm-hmm. we were getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was another slap in the face, where uh, like a little identity crisis: Am I really a missionary? Oh, of course I am. I'm, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny because. It, They have a ministry and they have field reps and they get support. Yeah. I'm like okay, so you're gonna say I'm not a missionary, <laughs> and 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 you guys, you have people that are not even in scripture. There, where is no, a field rep, field rep. in oh, scripture? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was it was it's just funny to me, but but stuff like that humbles you. And, and yes, and and, and,
0: it, and if you're gonna if you're gonna work with the brethren, you're just gonna have to you know shrug shrug your shoulders and <laughs> and move on.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, so. You're, um,
1: by the way, not even a year later, huh? God calls me to the mountains. Yeah. So I almost felt like writing him a letter. Am I a real missionary now? Am I a real boy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, Pinocchio. Yeah,
0: um, yeah that's funny. So, so, so 19 year pastor. Yeah. Until the age of 21 there.
1: Oh, no. In Progresso, I stayed there for 14, 15 14 years. years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it 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 overlaps with the mountain work because for like two years, almost three years, I went back and forth. Yeah, I I I I went to the mountains and and scouted it and and just wanted to make sure it was God's will and I, I knew it was God's will. Then He opened doors. We had a, fa- a family get saved they're from that town. Mm-hmm. This is eight hours away. And they just happen to be from that town. Yeah, so Scott so so. telling me, Hey, yeah. go there. Yeah. And 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 these people were uh they would they told me, Oh, we need a church there. There's you know, and uh we go there two to three times a year if you ever need anything, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And so when I knew it was God's will, I told them, Well, look for a property. If God gives us a property, I'll go. And uh, they went down there. Uh, they couldn't find anything for about a week, and then they were coming back. Their vehicle breaks down. They couldn't go anywhere because uh, the auto parts store in that little town was closed Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. So they had to stay till Monday to get the part for the for the vehicle. They they stayed, and while they were car was broken down, somebody came and said, "Hey, I've got a property." Yeah. Now they had struck out for a whole week. People yeah. would not sell them. Uh, properties are too small they're too this or too that they just they they tried they tried and I knew they tried because they were keeping me you know informed yeah, yeah man yeah, play we, by play we, pastor we got this and this would be perfect but they asked us what do you want it for and we couldn't lie we said for a church and they go oh no we're not selling <laughs> <sighs> okay and then there's another one but this is too small it's just you couldn't even build anything on there it's so small and, and so anyways they so when this happens they call me Pastor There's a possible property, you know. I said, yeah, get it. I didn't have any money on me. Uh, But you haven't seen it. I said, no, but I I saw God's hand. If he broke down your vehicle so that they could come and offer you the property, you know. And how much do they want? Well, they want $8,000 for it. Okay. Uh, Tell them we'll give them $4,000 in three months and then in 6 months we'll pay them the other 3000 i have any money uh they talked to the oh yeah sounds good okay so deal uh in 3 months our church in the on the border was able to raise $2000 yeah now these are people who are making 20 30 40 a week yeah so it'd be the equivalent of a church here raising twenty, thirty, forty thousand yeah. dollars. So they raised two thousand dollars for that property, and uh, people are excited and all fire. That's
0: awesome! What a blessing to that church to yeah. be able to um, start another church and yeah. invest in that. Yeah,
1: our home church sent five hundred, and then some other friends gave, and so we had three thousand dollars. Yeah, and so the time was ticking, 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 ticking. We've got about a week left, and I don't have the money. And the lady, the owner, is calling me, do you want it? Because there's a man who just offered me 8000 cash. Mm. I think his name was Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, I'm I'm flesh, brother. I started worrying, and I'm, you know, oh, man, scratching my head. And, God, how are you going to do this? What are we going to do? And I called a friend of mine. He's a, a teacher in Texas Tech. He is not even a Baptist. This guy would do work across the border, Methodist. And uh, he needed an interpreter, so he found me, and we became friends. Mm -hmm. And then I just started telling him how wrong everything he was doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you're building a house for a drunk. Now, instead of being a homeless drunk, now he's a drunk in a house. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you got to give him the gospel, man. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we became close friends. And so for some reason, I called him, and uh, I, I I think he said he was going to help me. He had already told me, "I will help you. Yeah. And so I called him. How are you doing, Brother Gomez? I'm worried, brother. Oh, man. I've don't. i I've got a week left, and I don't have the money. And there's this other guy who's He's like, what? You didn't get my check? Mm. I said, what check? He said, uh, we sent you a $5,000 check in the mail. Oh like, no! But I'm moving to the post office until I get that thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I just sit there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And I did, and a day later it came in, wow. and then I put it in the bank, and they froze it because it's five thousand dollars. And they said we're gonna keep it for about three or four days. We're gonna freeze that thing because it's a high amount. Yeah, they didn't know
0: if it was real or whatever. Oh,
1: yeah, I mean, they they anything under like a thousand or two, they have to do yeah. that. The clock's running out. Yeah. And so I start getting the church ready, and we're just going to go and buy a property. So guys, get ready. Um, um it, I'm waiting there, and as soon as the bank releases it, I put it in my pocket, and I've got $8,000. And I drove across the most dangerous parts of Mexico with yeah, $8,000 $8, in my pocket. Yeah. And it was like God opened the sea. No Bad guys, no good bad guys, which is good bad guys are police officers that will rob you. Need a bribe. Yeah. 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 If they know you have money, they'll accuse you of being a a drug dealer or whatever. Just take it. Sure. Confiscate it.
0: Sure. (laughs) Yeah
1: nothing it was just clear Amen. we we you know we drove and we got there and I'm psyched I'm ready to pay for it now God did this miracle and I know it's God God wants me here yeah um, he provided and not a down payment where we pay for the whole thing and um, so I um, I this lady comes to me she's the 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 one in charge of the neighborhood she's the lady that does the politics and and, and gets some water running water and electricity so people love her And she just happens to be related to the people we want to the Lord yeah, and the people that got us the property. yeah. And so she's like, Oh, I'm excited for you guys coming, but we want to know what is your message. And I'm like, ma'am, I came to buy a property. I don't, I don't want to do that. As soon as I said it, I felt like something (laughs) just go, are you dumb? What are you doing? This lady's begging you to (laughs) preach.
0: The Lord's saying, give you, give her the message. Good night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, Distracted, you know, I, I'm one of those that you can't walk and chew gum. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you have one track mind. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so I said, No, no, we would love to. He goes, I will visit all the people and invite them. Yeah, how, how big is this town here? Oh, house? it's got to be about 4,000 people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 3,500, 4,000 yeah. people. It's right on the skirt of the mountain. You literally uh, from there you go up uh-huh. and so you, you go up up the mountain and then you go come down and then there's the town and you can go back up the mountain and stuff it's 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 kind of hidden and it's beautiful there's waterfalls around there yeah but uh she she was our inn. um i go pay and we signed for the property and i come back and they had asked uh, neighbors to borrow chairs and just to makeshift we put up a pulpit made out of rocks yeah and then we preached and had like eight people saved. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So so I'm like, okay, God, God wants us here. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But I had nobody to take the church on the border. Yeah. I had some young people trained and I had a man who was married trained and they just, they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, Yeah. they couldn't do it. And so I had to go back and forth for about two years, three years. And, uh so that's why the numbers get a little mixed. When I said I, I I pastored in Progressive for fifteen years, yeah, and I've been in the mountains for about almost ten years or yeah. eight years, and uh, that doesn't add up. But I was going. That's back how it worked. Yeah, yeah I was pastoring,
0: pastoring two churches at the same time. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's yeah. You're not the the first person <laughs> to do that, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. Eight a tough hours away job. though. <laughs> that's a long ways away. Wow, <laughs> wow. And so now now recently you've moved far south, right?
1: No, uh, so that, that uh, the one I'm telling you that's in the mountains, yeah. that's eight hours in. Yeah. And so we pastored that church and, and left it to Pastor Abraham, mm-hmm. the little kid yeah. that,
0: that, you know. Your son in the faith.
1: Yeah, my son in the faith. We, we left it to him. And again, we, I've got so many stories, brother. We probably need to do like a four-part <laughs> series if the people are even interested. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we uh, we started two churches, the one way up in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Which is like a mission. Mm-hmm. And I was I was good. And then God said, You gotta go to the city. There's a city of over three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand people and it's growing. Yeah. And I we would have to go to get supplies there because it's the big city. It's mm-hmm. about 50, 55 minutes away. And um uh, every time we'd go there, just God would these people need the, you know. And yeah. I, I, Okay, God, I get it. We're busy over here. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. It wasn't too long. It was a month or two. God just kept. And then it, we went to the negotiation phase, which was okay, God, I'll go, but in two years. Mm-hmm. I'm busy with these two churches. I got mm-hmm. my hands full. I, I don't want to go. Honestly, brother, I didn't want to leave the village and go to a city.
0: Sure, sure.
1: And uh, there is a little bit about the work and everything, but but brother, I I you know the the cars and the crime and the, yeah. and the, the pollution and I, right. I, I'm I'm a country guy. Yeah, it's your
0: rural country. is beautiful. Probably the climate is real nice up there at the base of the mountain. And yeah, it's people know you and like you. You're waving. You know everybody. Four thousand people. Yeah, get get to where you're like the village uh, village pastor and everyone. yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: yeah, you're, 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 you're doing good. We're doing, we're doing good. And, uh, yeah, build a report with the people. Yeah. In the city, the city, there's
0: chaos, crime, the hustle and bustle. Yeah. The, the noise pollution, the air pollution, water pollution. Plus we
1: had built our first house ever. We had never had a house and yeah. we built this house and my wife wanted a porch and we got her a little porch <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, this is God's honest truth, brother. December, we were able to get electricity in, uh-huh. and so we had Christmas, the 25th, Christmas, 24th, 25th. You had real had, live Christmas lights? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, and look, you know, a little bell bush. I mean, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> amen. Me too. If it's fake, it's okay. Yeah, I think that's in the Bible. Yes. Uh, if it's not real. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> no, Indeed. we had everything, and I was sitting down just... I felt so realized like I'm there. I've arrived. Oh, we have a, this home. is my first we're house settled. ever yeah. been been in ministry for 18 years. Never could give my wife a house. Always lived in the back of a church. Yeah. Got one room for my two kids and my wife. And then we had three kids and my wife and then we built something upstairs. So the kids had their own four kids in one room and my wife and I in another, but we were like, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we, we get this house built the 25th, 24th, 25th. We have, uh, Christmas there and I'm just sitting down like I don't even need presents, man. This is like, this is great. That's all you need, yeah. Yeah. January. God's like you're going to the city. Like come on, we just we just got into the house. Yeah. Like we've been renting, sleeping on the floor. My wife's washing clothes like in the river and <laughs> cooking by wood fire. And now she's got a, a, a you know, a stove and she's got, you know,
0: Where'd your food. wife grow up?
1: My wife was born in Tennessee, Hall's Tennessee, low, yeah. little bitty small town, and her dad was a military man who actually studied in in Hall's Anderson. Uhhuh. him and his wife. Yeah, and uh, he so he took him around, but uh, most of her youth and 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 childhood was in Missouri.
0: Yeah, so most of, so the folks need to know is that you didn't you didn't marry some Hispanic girl down in Mexico that's used to washing her clothes in a river. You're talking about a Yankee man. You you married a
1: well a Southerner. She white girl.
0: Yeah, white girl. Yeah, so I mean she. So here, you know, married such a good woman, nurse, yeah. and then also a gal who is willing to live in the back of the church in Mexico, wash her clothes in the river. and Who
1: God uh, had called to Mexico. Yeah. God called her to Mexico, uh, I think a month before we met. Yeah. And uh, she's, she's like, okay, I'll, I'll surrender. And... Uh, uh, we met in Florida. That's a whole other podcast. We met yeah. in, We met in Pensacola, Florida. I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, she had just moved there to be with some family members, mm-hmm. and uh, a week maybe she had been there. And yeah. I wasn't supposed to be there. And God just brought us together. Yeah, and we met, and it was like God called me to Mexico, and you're in Mexico, and and I love the people, and sh- she had gone to a mission trip forty minutes away from my church. Yeah, it's just crazy yeah. how. God yeah. had done all of that.
0: Yeah. So praise the Lord for her, man. If it wasn't for oh. for her willingness, man, you would never be able to do what you've been able to do. And, and, and so you you
1: moved. Now, what's what's the city that you're now in? It's called Ciudad Valles, okay. which if you translate it Valley City, it's yeah. literally in a hole. Yeah, okay. Like you come into the, and it's this, and there's the city on the bottom.
0: Yeah, and so this wasn't January of 2020. This was January of 2019, right? Uh, Did you, uh, you say the Lord called. i want to
1: you? say the 18th. It's been about two years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
0: coming up on two years.
1: Yeah, coming up on two years. Uh, and, um, and
0: so you have moved. You've got property, and you're developing that property right now for the church building. And
1: yeah. Uh, well, no, we didn't. We didn't have anything in vias, Um and I, I. I uh, so I told God, I'll go, mm-hmm. but you got to work on her because yeah. she, she's already given up so much. Sure. You're going to the border and then going eight hours away. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to the city, leave your only house that you've ever had, you know, the nest. Um, but again, God just, God, uh, the beautiful thing about serving the Lord is you get to see his hand and he's just so real. You know, we we go to the big city and we go to a property and it's like, this is it. Just, you just feel it. You just, the Lord's telling you, this is it. Yeah. And then you find out $17,000 because it's a big city.
0: Right. Everything's expensive. Oh
1: man, how am I going to get $17,000? I can't do it. Well, I'm right. I couldn't do it, but Mm -hmm. God could. And you know the story that we were able to raise, raise that. uh, No, no, that was for Pastor Omar. The story I told about high street. You told us uh, that. Yeah, you told us that. That, right. that was, but that was for Brother Omar. That was for their our newest work. Okay, our yeah. newest work. This okay. is the second newest. Okay, that one, I, I, I believe the Lord. i have never done this. I believe the Lord was in it so much. I, I, I I'll tell you what I did. The other one about <sighs> it was less than seventeen. It was like fifteen thousand. Cause brother Omar's has been the most expensive property we've got yet. Okay. Okay. So it was like 15,000. Yeah. But to me, that's 8,000 was, you yeah. know, a miracle at 15, you know, almost double. So, but I knew it was God. I just knew it was God. So I said, man, at oh, the time, the time, the time. Okay. Uh, The guy's selling me, and he says it's actually two properties, and blah blah blah. And there's some people that are interested in one and the other, but you want both, and maybe I'll wait for you. And I said, "Look, what if I give a down payment, and then you give me a month, and if I don't pay it in a month, you keep the down payment. It's just a month, okay? Deal. You know, talk to the owner. Deal. So I gave a thousand dollars out of my savings account yeah. that I had yeah. <laughs> for uh, for the down payment. I'm like, okay, God, you got this. Brother, the first day we were there, this is the first day it w- they signed it to us because we gave the down payment, and they're like, you can use it. Mm-hmm. That first day, I go there, and they there's piles of dirt. And so um, the piles of dirt, well, on my way to the property, I saw a guy working with the a, with tobacco, a and so I said, "Man, I'll, I'll go ask him, and he can straighten it out." And so I I I went and talked to the guy. Oh yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there. Never went. Then I remember there was another guy, talked to him. I don't know, man. I'm on the job. I can't just take off. So he talks to his boss about. I was like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, like that'll be your payment for the week." <laughs> I was like, "What? Okay." So this guy shows up, and he starts straightening out these dirt piles, and now we have a flat surface now. We're good. Um, Hey, man, this is a good place for a business. What business are you going to put here? We're right next to a big pharmacy. Okay. And uh, I said, no, no business. I said, we're going to do a church where we can tell people about the love of God, love of Christ. Yeah. He looks at me, brother, like, this guy has scars on his face and tattoos, and he looks at me like he's angry. Mm-hmm. Not like, he's angry. Mm-hmm. He says, the love of God, do you want to tell me about the love? you want to tell people about the love of God? He says, I was six years old when my dad left. Never saw him again. At eight years old, my mom couldn't feed us, so she kicked me out on the street. Eh. I mean this intense look, brother. And then he says I was I learned to drive a motorcycle, still a young man. And this truck just rammed the back tire. I went up in the air about two stories high, lost my helmet and landed right on my head. He says I cracked my cranium and he showed me. He had the big scar. They said I was never going to be able to to drive big machinery or do anything. Mm-hmm. And he goes, look, driving that thing. Yeah, it was. I was working on that when I first got my mm-hmm. first job. I was working on that, and I was digging, and I dug up, and there was there was. Uh, I was moving stuff around, and there was uh, some bees, and there's about two or three beehives or whatever. And he says they all came, and it was I was swarmed. He says I was in a coma. That's how much how bad they wow. got me. And uh he says but uh and then now he's crying. He's got some tears, but these are not like sad tears, right? He's angry. Yeah. You want to tell me about the love of God? Oh, he says by the way, my wife just left me. Left three children. You want to tell me about the love of God? I said, "Yeah, man, I want to tell you about the love of God, and I want to tell you that uh, God brought you here." I said, "Let's, let's, let's." So, first of all, you're alive. (laughs) It's Mm got to be a miracle. (laughs) He goes, "Well," I said. He said, "Where was God when all this was happening?" I go, "Well, you're alive." So, apparently, he was paying attention. I said, "What? When you got ran over? What happened?" He goes, "Oh, oh." Yeah, he ran me over. They ran me over, and I I landed on my head, and the truck was going to finish me off because it's better just to kill him than to leave him. So this truck is revving up, about to finish him off and take off. And he said,
0: So it was going to be a a mercy killing where they're just going to run him over just to finish him off and put him out of his misery?
1: Yeah, and nobody would tell on
0: them. Nobody would sue.
1: There's no, yeah, 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 pretty much. So they're revving up. They're about to go. And he said, people out of nowhere started, made a circle around him. And these guys swerved right as they were, and they took off. I said, man, you think God didn't have something to do with that? He goes, now that I think about it, when those bees were on me, and I was there and uh, going into shock, this man came out of nowhere he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get an ambulance. And he got an ambulance. The ambulance got there, and they wouldn't put me in the ambulance because of all the bees. No kidding. No kidding. And this man again appears, and he says he takes off his coat, and he starts doing this bit, opens the door, grabs me, throws me in there, and he closes the doors and yells, now, take them. I go, you're asking where God was during all this? I said look Lalo his name is Lalo I said um, look Lalo how, how can you blame God if God is not in your life
0: yeah
1: let me let me tell you how much God loves you because you don't believe obviously don't believe in God I said God loves you so much that he didn't care that I like being in Agua Buena that I build my first house there I've never had a house he didn't care that we got to get this expensive property, and we have no money. He didn't care that I don't like the city. He didn't care. All God knew is that you would be here talking to me right now, and that's what God cared about. Not my feelings, not my comfort, that you would hear the gospel. By the way, I left that, but Jesus left his home in heaven, and I started giving him the gospel, what Jesus did for him. He had stopped crying, and he started crying again, but this time it was is broken. Yeah. He's broken. He started seeing how God was in his life and how God kept them alive. And it was so he could be there at that time. And Lalo got saved. Wow. Amen. So he shows up with his three kids and we start having services and he shows up open air. There's nothing there. Yeah. And again we made another pulpit with rocks and just preached. That's awesome. And Lalo shows up with his kids and he's there for the first two, three weeks. And then uh, his wife, he shows up with the woman, and I'm like, i got to play the safe. Who's that? Was, oh, that's my wife. That's my wife. She found out we were going to a church, and uh, she wanted to see what it was about. And she got saved. Wow. Got back together. And then Lalo won his mother-in-law to the Lord and a sister-in-law to the Lord and another. And so there's no doubt to me. This is God's will. Amen. What a confirmation! It's like a fleece. Oh brother, yeah. it was awesome. He didn't. He didn't get the money though. <laughs> so I never done this before, but I thought it was so clear. I got a loan under my name for the property, <laughs> so I could pay it off. Uh
0: huh.
1: And then I was like, God, you gotta take care of this because I don't know. I want to pay this. And uh, I, I was able to come to the states for about three months, maybe a little bit more. And in those three to four months, I was able to raise, raise the that funds to yeah. pay for that
0: yeah, that's great and so where where are you at now in the building process down there
1: uh we've got we've got a building that's uh, we so we we put a tin roof and just some makeshift tree trunks we got the tree trunks from the up in the mountains, yeah, and uh from there, we replaced it with some four by fours and then put a wall. And then um, filled that building up. So we did one just like it next to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's makeshift. I mean, it, it looks good. They they stuccoed it to look like red block. Yeah. So it looks nice. Yeah. But we've had water come in. We've had all kinds of stuff. Because you have
0: makeshift roof. Like you have tarps and stuff like that.
1: Well, we did to begin with. But uh-huh. then rain season's so brutal there okay. that it, we had to do the tin roof. Yeah. And uh, through Facebook, I was telling people, "Look, we're going to do this," yeah. and people helped. And uh, so, um, Facebook's been a blessing because they see people see, and they, they'll on. give towards yeah. what they see. Yeah.
0: Uh, How do people find you on Facebook?
1: Uh, they can find me under Jose Seraphin. It's S E R A F I N, like a dolphin, Seraphin. Yeah. Gomez, and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Look, brother Jose, up. Send <laughs> uh, send him a friend request and follow him on Facebook. Yeah, that's just a, a, a wonderful, a wonderful outlet for missionaries to keep people posted and uh, let them, you know, just communicate back with their their friends and loved ones and churches and everything else. Yeah, that is great. That is great. Uh, so you're listening. You know, look look up, brother Jose. Have him come to your church. Him and his family will be an extreme blessing to you. He's a good preacher. His family sings and um, also is just a great investment opportunity for churches. He's doing the work. Been doing it since he's 19. Well, actually pre pre-19. Started pastoring 19 <laughs> and what a what a fascinating story. And, uh, yeah, wonderful time talking today. Now, you can, uh, you folks, if you're watching us by YouTube, you know, we've got eight different uh, platforms on podcast, well, different podcast platforms if you want to listen to it just audibly. I know that's the way I listen to my podcast. You know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and then all, all the other uh, podcast uh, platforms there. But uh, look us up at PastorJack.org. You can sign up for the blog there and then also uh, like and subscribe to the podcast and Every time we put out a new one, uh, you'll get that. I know uh, today also we got on the show um, Hector Sotomayor, and he is a policeman and also a pastor. And he's going to talk about how we can help support our law enforcement officials as a church and then also as individuals who have some ideas for us today on that. But, hey, thank you so much for being on the show today. And we could keep on talking and talking and talking, but, you know, we've already... uh, Let's see, an hour and 36 minutes, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hopefully you can have us back. We'd love to come back. Absolutely. We will do it. (laughs) We're going to do it again. All right. God bless you all. Have a great day.